When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, guys. The rare um, pre-roll message from your guy. I know you're all clamoring for some Japanese pop music. And trust me, I won't keep you here long. I just need to let you know a couple of things. Number one, we recorded this interview with Matt Goodwin on Tuesday of this week, simpler times, uh, pre-World War III. Um, So that's why Rob and I are talking a little bit about the All-Star break and the Santa Clara game. Uh, So just don't be confused. I know by the time you're listening to this, we played USF last night. Just think of it like you're in a time machine and you'll be okay. That's message number one. Message number two is, seriously, folks, if you don't already have betonline.ag, you're blowing it. But good news, there's still time. Head over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. It's not just basketball, folks. No, 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 no. BetOnline is your source for hockey lines, boxing, puck lines, I think they call them. Hockey, boxing, and UFC. Seriously, if you're if it's a Wednesday night and you've already seen all the movies, you've streamed all the true crime series, you want entertainment, maybe toss 20 bucks on some obscure Atlantic 10 game. You know, it's fun. Trust me. Trust me, it's fun. BetOnline.ag, they help us. Please help them. Okay, here's your Japanese music. U-U-S-A! Shot clock turned off. Calvary. Hall. Eight to shoot. Hall. The runner! Loose ball! It's good! Williams Goss comes out of the pack. Matthews for three. Oh my goodness! Morrison. Six. It's time for Zag's Hoop Talk with Jack and Zach on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, wow. Here's Jack Ferris. They found mold in my apartment. And Rob Zachary. All I was thinking about is, like, how do you know what things to use to wipe? All right, Zach and Jack. He's Rob Zachary. I'm Jack Ferris. A little different episode today as we're uh, having on Matt Goodwin of the uh, the Goodwin group, uh, which runs pretty much all of your favorite trendy bars in and around Spokane. Yeah. Is, is he a trendy guy? No, he's a down to earth guy. Down to earth guy. Good. Okay. But, but we've had some good times, man. And um, he just, I think he's just one of those guys that just has a vision of starting restaurants and bars and, and he makes him work in town. Speaking of work, Zags did work, not enough work this past weekend to uh, to beat Santa Clara. I had them winning by like 45. That wasn't the case. Did you go to the game? No, night? everyone asked. If Dude, was everybody there. was there. It appeared. Yeah. You. What was yeah, that? About? Uh, did you not get an invite or what? I mean, you no. have like an open invite, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I had some tickets if I wanted to go. I just. 
I'm good, man. And they opened up concession, which was cool, and the uh, socials, and we're, that was cool. But yeah, uh, wait, they, they opened serve... up concessions? Like you I got believe free food? so. I believe they have food now again. Oh, 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 oh! That's what you meant. Okay, I got it. Yeah, no, no, they they shut that down for a while, Jack. Okay, well, hey, man, listen, I don't know, I don't. No, it was just water bottles. They were serving for a minute, so it was no, kind no of... wonder there's there's such turmoil up there in Spokane, Eastern yeah, Washington. These are the these are the problems we're having. These are the real first world problems we're having. Um, but it was not. I watched the game. I, I enjoy having a whiskey and watching the game at home. You know, simple, simple like that. Keep it did they, and then I can watch the game too. Did you not get the memo that a ton of the like three NBA of the play- NBA alums were going to be there? Well, I realized then it was All Star break. I forgot yeah, it was yeah, All Star break. It lined was, up perfectly. Yeah, it was it was perfect. And uh, what I was going to say is the I ended up watching parts of the dunk competition, which I don't know. I, I the I, the NBA was. I think they were they were, they were trying to make things. I don't know. They well, were the li- trying to liven up Cleveland. I think. <laughs> The dunk competition has been bad since the Nate Robinson. And what about Zach Levine? Was Zach Levine? Okay, yeah, it came back for a bit with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon. Was yeah. that were they going back and forth that year? Yes, yes, that was that awesome. was one, that was phenomenal. That but was then- an, that was like four or five years ago, and that was like a little. That was a return to form for the dunk contest. Outside of that, last ten years, it sucked. Right, and I don't know how you. How do you make Dude, it? You better? just still, how about I understand that it's still valuable and like in selling it for the NBA and sponsoring it, but why don't why can't we just axe it? Why can't we just get rid of it and then bring it back in like 10 years? Then it would be like a novelty. And then, then you will, haven't seen dunks in yes. a while. It, yeah, yes. I got you. I got you. No, that'd be, yeah, I like that idea. I just, it's it, 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 that whole all star weekend is, uh, I don't know. It, for the games, it's hard for me to watch the games now. Like the all-star game. The actual game? Yeah. Like, well, no, well, yeah. And then they do the the uh like the tournament scoring at the end, the TBT tournament. Right. Uh, right. Which is interesting. And I never fully quite understand what's going on, but I like the idea. I like some things that are different. No, different. I'm with you on the different <laughs> part, but it just I think maybe it, and this is going back to old and there's so much money on the court. They can't afford guys getting hurt, but it's just, it's kind of like, uh, ho- it's hoaxy. It's not real basketball. No, sense. of course not. But that's but not, in the day, back in the day, guys were playing like hard. You meant well, like, that was before all the guys were making a hundred million. And like, yeah, share. I mean, they, they still shared agents, but they didn't share like PR groups and have like similar ventures together. You know what I mean? They didn't No, and I don't together. like that. That's the only thing I don't like about the NBA now. It's like, it's too buddy, buddy. Um, well, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, this is a tired argument, but the difference between today's NBA and our NBA when we were kids is we used to root for teams. Now kids root for players, right? Yes. And we've talked about that for sure. 100%, but it's just, and that is a showcase of players. So like, it's great. I mean, I would, I'd like, I'd love to talk to an 11, 12 year old to see what they thought. They probably thought it was awesome. 
That's true. Oh, you Steph know? Curry. I think Steph Curry hit like 16 threes or something like yep, that. Some, a 50 burger. That's incredible. He that's, was he was plus 850 to win MVA, uh, MVP on betonline.ag. So a hell of a prop bet if you had Steph Curry to uh, to win MVP there. What's the best prop bet you've ever seen? I've ever seen or ever hit? Hit both. Um, God, prop bet. Like, well, there's like stupid prop bets that are like 50-50. Um, I've hit, I had a few John Rom winning the, was it the US Open last year? I had him, he was the favorite, but still it's always nice to hit a future like that. Um, crazy prop bets. I wish I, I, if I had time to prepare for this question, I'd give you a solid answer. Like but a I generally color of a tie. I, I generally don't like prop bets because the odds usually aren't great. The value is not ideal. And there's really? so many variables that go along with it. I mean, depending on, yeah, like individual player prop bets. Sure. Those are I like, I, I love how you're like a pro. At well, I wouldn't say pro because pros make money at what they do. I definitely don't. You're like right. Keanu Boy, Reeves from Ghetto Ball or whatever that, what was that movie called? Oh, oh, that's, I'm definitely more like Keanu Reeves from Hardball. Yes. Hardball, Hardball. Yes. Ghetto Ball. The Kokomos. The Kakumas? Kakumbas. Kakumas. Kakumas. People are, again, I got to look this up. Kakumbas. Kakumbas. Kakumbas and G-Baby. No, m- people who are listening to this weren't even born when this movie came out. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think our audience is older than you think. <laughs> well, I hear you on that, but I know the, a lot of the Dismet kids that I run to and at the game, they're always like, oh, Sack and Jack. And, they're, and I think I'm like, you half the analogies and things we're talking about, you weren't even born in. Cucumbas, baby. Cucumbas. Cucumbas. Um, what, year? Way, what year? 98? No, 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 no. It was early 2000s. It was, it was mm-hmm. post- it was definitely post um, Matrix for Keanu. Keanu was back in a big way. Matrix was 99. Um, I will say the uh, G-Baby death is the most emotionally manipulative death yes. in movie history. It was so unnecessary and so heartbreaking. Like, we know these kids have a tough life. All right? We know that baseball is really all they got positive in their life. You don't need to kill the cutest little kid, the youngest little kid on the team. Oh, man. Okay, now the stakes are higher. You know what I mean? Now we're playing for G-Baby. It was so unnecessary, but... Is that the biggest loss in a movie? Up, like, close to the notebook up there? uh, uh, Goose. Goose, yeah. Talk to me, Goose. Goose is a good one. Um, Anyway, neither here nor there. Let's get into... uh, Let's get into things with our good friend, Matt Goodwin. From the corner! Okay, pop quiz before we get into Matt Goodwin. Question, what's more important than peace of mind? Answer, nothing. That's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. And with NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either. And plans start at under $4 a month. 
four bucks. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. B-L-E-A-V, folks. If you're going to be on the internet, that's fine. Just be safe. Promise me you'll be safe. Another note here, tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality, top of the line multivitamin. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to start your day. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health. Check, that's good. Yeah, I actually had just, side note here, I just heard the term gut health like in the last 18 months, gut health is super important. I guess it's really not anything you think about until you're on the wrong side of 30 though. Uh, But this supports gut health in a good way. Your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focused, and aging. It's also lifestyle friendly and fits a whole range of diets. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. One scoop, cup of water, bingo, bango, boom. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, Matt Goodwin. From the corner! All right, Matt Goodwin of uh, Goodwin Group, the mastermind behind such establishments as, oh, I don't know, the Backyard Public House, Remedy, Volstead Act. Press. Press is a sneaky, sneaky, awesome spot that you have it to live is. in. You have to live in Spokane for like two, three years before you like are invited to press. You know what I mean? Just yeah, behind we, the hospital we, there. We kind of call press uh the fight club of our ball of our bars. Yes, it yeah. First rule why? Press, Wait, don't why? Talk about press. Why? Why is it just no one talks about it enough? It just well, that's it's, it's like a hidden gem, man. It's one of those things you find you don't want you don't want it to get too busy and too popular, right? You want to keep it kind of cool and select. Matt, I've got a, I've got a number of questions and um, we're going to get juicier and juicier. I don't want to throw you a 95 mile an hour fastball just yet. So we got, we got to work up to that (laughs) Okay. because I know people are going to listen to this. You don't want to throw certain people under the bus, but uh, let's start with the softballs. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn and Rob, maybe you can agree with me or disagree back when I first was introduced to Spokane 2006, 2007, I was underwhelmed by the bar restaurant scene. Now, granted I was 18. I wasn't really going to bar restaurants, but it didn't seem like there was a ton of, of culture in Spokane. I leave, I graduate in 2010. I come back in 2015, 2016 for work. And all of a sudden overnight, it seemed like there was all kinds of fun options for young adults and even just adult adults. Has there been kind of a, a, a seismic shift in terms of the bar restaurant scene in Spokane in the last seven, eight years that you can attest to? Yeah, definitely. There's a, 
back when I started bartending in 2000, there was like six bars downtown. They were all dive bars, mm-hmm. uh, you know, selling $2 Coors Lights and $3 shots of whiskey. That was, that was kind of the scene. God bless Spokane. Yeah, yeah. You can still find those places too, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, but then I think as Gonzaga gained more prominence, as more people found out about Spokane and more people graduated college and wanted to stay here, more people like Rob who graduated left and realized how great Spokane is and came back. It really, uh, created a market for people to do some some cool trendy big city kind of stuff here in spokane now when did you get uh goodwin group off the ground and what was your first kind of what, what, the first shop you opened up so to speak so the very first bar i opened was in 2003 it was called the pub club uh really creative on one side there was a <laughs> pub on the other side there was a club oh yeah and uh <laughs> Didn't know what in the heck I was doing. Ran that one right into the ground pretty quick. And then, uh, by the way, I, yeah. I hate to cut you off, but like getting oh, into right. the restaurant business, it, you're, you're begging for punishment, right? Right. Cause you are going it to be living to be. in debt for years and years and years before you start turning a profit. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not an easy gig for sure. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a long haul to, to, to make a business profitable in the restaurant world. Wait, you can't use bar rescue and they can't come out and like, they, they, actually, just, they actually reached out to me about it yes. two weeks ago, and I, I passed. No, no way. No way. <laughs> I, understand, I understand why, as an owner, you would pass, because you're, you're going to get slapped around, and it's going to be quite embarrassing. But I imagine it's going to pour a ton of money into your bar, right? Like, just – what could you tell us what well, bar it was Also, for? you don't want your – showing that your bar is shitty. Right, no, so, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like. bad for it's bad PR, but at the end of the day, it's going to be great exposure. You would think. Yeah, if, if I had a place that was failing and I it really needed some help, I would uh, I would have done it. I honestly just didn't want to get yelled at for yeah. a week and a half while he's here in town uh, <laughs> yeah. trying to fix my business. And you can't fight back because the guys that no, fight back look it. even worse. Yeah, you have to take yeah. it. That's the only yeah. way to do it. Yeah. Um, so I'm so you you started the pub club in 2003. It went. Yeah, I started south. the pub club, and then uh, we opened up the Boulevard, where the Grand Hotel is now. Yeah. And uh, that it was, was just actually- one big parking lot. I, I'm sorry, I cut you off, Matt. It was just one big parking lot with the Boulevard right smack dab in the middle. I yeah. remember it vividly. Yeah. Yeah. We had, we had a lot of fun there, but the the city did eminent domain on us and uh, demolished it to build the Grand Hotel. They uh, they had a little bit bigger pocketbook than I did. And uh, then we opened the marquee and then kind of spun off from there doing fast eddies and press and backyard and, and all that stuff. Um, you may or may not know this, probably not. In fact, there's no way you know this, but I dipped my toe into the uh, Spokane uh, service industry when I was in college. I worked for two years at a, a small establishment in downtown called The Onion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's the only job I've ever been fired from, which is saying something <laughs> because I've had some performance reviews uh, that haven't been so, so, so nice in, in my sure. career. But um, well, what did you get fired for? <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> probably I, pro- no, food. I will one day tell this, the full story on the podcast, but it's not today's not the day. It involves um, and my friends out there know what I'm talking about. I ate an adult brownie and I didn't completely understand the potency of it. Mm-hmm. I didn't get fired that day, but that was the beginning of the end for me. Really. I was, I was graduating in May. And so from like February 
March, April, I was definitely a short timer. I was like showing up late. I was, I was a kid. And you I was were an asking, like, for, I, you I were just, asking for and it. they, they fired me in like April, like a month before I was quitting anyway. So I, they use me as a, as an example, I was upset for like an hour and then I totally got it. Um, that was on me, but I remember being, you know, and I, uh, was fortunate enough to make friends that I still have at the onion and they've gone on to bartend elsewhere, open up shop elsewhere in Spokane, but it's a, it's a cutthroat industry, not necessarily just in Spokane either. You know what I mean? Like you make a lot of really close friends and unfortunately you make a lot of enemies. How many enemies do you have in Spokane that you can talk about? I know. I'm, I'm sorry. You're like, where the hell was he going with this? He, ah, here we go. He stepped on some toes. I'm sure. I'm... <laughs> I think. I think. I don't know that I have any enemies. I think there's some people that um, I had to let go for various reasons that yeah. uh, might have disagreed with my decision. Sure. And have uh, definitely made it known to me and maybe the social media world. <laughs> but I don't think I have any enemies. I don't think there's anybody out to get me or gunning for me. Whoa. I th- you're a great guy, Maddie. So I don't see like you screwing people over off, you know, they just, it's the business. It's just business. It's what it is. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of people take it so personal, but it's like, Hey, if I don't do this a certain way, then I'm, it's my neck on the line. And people don't understand that a lot. Yep. I agree. And I, I guess more, um, maybe not enemies, but rivals, you know what I mean? I guess, like a rising tide lifts all ships, like a one cool bar. What are you doing, Jack? Sorry. <laughs> Jesus. Are you doing I've got another, I've got another, I've got another zoom call going on right now that I had to accept. Hold on. Oh my God. <laughs> See how busy he is. This is yeah. ridiculous. What are you doing? I've got, I've got two zoom calls going on right now. Yeah. Um, so I'm all yours now. Um, <laughs> Obviously, if you have a bar downtown, it's nice to have another bar next door that's really popular or across the street, yada, yada, yada. But at what point do you look at the, the other downtown bars as competition? You know, I really don't. And I'm going to give you kind of the cheesy answer, but the more good businesses and bars and restaurants that come into downtown, the more people are going to come downtown and support it. It might make you elevate your game. It might make you step up and do a better job. It might make me uh, get more creative or even evaluate the businesses I have that aren't maybe worthy. But the more good businesses downtown, the better scene we create, the more people are going to go downtown, the more people are going to graduate from Gonzaga, want to stay here because there's a cool scene. So like Wooden City, for example, I don't know if you guys have been there. They have a reservation. They're packed with reservations seven nights a week. That's It's unheard of for Spokane. But I love it. I love it that they're down here. I love it that it keeps people here. I love it that it's exciting and new and uh, it just makes Spokane cooler. You mentioned that um, you're, you're targeting the recent graduates of Gonzaga, really the younger crowd. Is that pretty, is that your target demo? Like you're not going after the 21, 22 year olds. You're going after more of the 25, 26 to 35 year olds. The law right? school kids. Cause I'm looking at, I'm, I mean, looking at your, you know, press Volstead act, all that. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. In my younger days, I was uh, going after 19-year-old Gonzaga basketball players, sneaking them in the back door of my bars and restaurants. (laughs) (laughs) I I won't name any names. Uh, Since I've grown up a little bit, though, I've uh, (laughs) I've gotten out of kind of the nightlife party scene, and I I want more gastro pubs, more social settings, more community-oriented places. All right, let's get into it then. Marquee. Um, (laughs) What years was the Marquee open? 
Uh, You're hated. Opened 2008, closed in 2013. Okay, so the one day there's going to be a documentary on the marquee, and maybe only people in Eastern Washington will watch. Actually, that's not true because there's so many people uh, during that five-year span that came through Gonzaga that would love to see it. Um, I vomited a couple of times Yeah. in the back stairwell, that sneaky stairwell. Oh, yeah. How you guys haven't met blows my mind. You've met. I know you guys Maybe we have. Maybe we have. This is Bolden's best b- man right here. Okay. Yeah. So Matt Bolden was the king of the marquee, I would have to say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I well, I stopped going to the marquee with Matt because, <laughs> yeah, we'd, <laughs> we'd get a lot of attention, but none of it was my attention. I was not getting any attention. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. We, we finally just made Matt a key to the office that he could use at his own discretion. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I, what kind of horror stories do you have about the marquee? And since then, it's been kind of that that piece of real estate has been kind of a ghost town, right? It's never really lived up to what the marquee was. For those of you who don't know, the marquee was um, like the crown jewel of the downtown experience when you were in college, specifically uh, Gonzaga. Yes, yeah, the was. marquee, uh, there was a big lack from like late 90s till 2008 for an upscale nightclub in Spokane. And Marquee was the, not the first one ever to do it in Spokane, but the first one to do it in a long time. And uh, we definitely had an impact. Now, where do you get that? Where do you get that uh, idea from? That's the best part. That's what you got me. That's how you got me going there. Uh, when we were researching concepts, uh, we went up to Vancouver, BC and was there for a week. And day three uh, stumbled into a bar called the Republic. And it was a bar nightclub, two stories. And we, we basically just ripped that concept right off, all the way down to the chandeliers, to the bars, to the two stories, to the liquor lockers, to the VIP area. Uh, so we were there for a week. And day three, we found Republic. And I was there day three, four, five, six, and seven. And uh, took that concept back to Spokane. Uh, the best fight that ever occurred at the marquee. Oh, boy. Um, i got some in my mind Uh, maybe not the best fight but the fight that uh still punches me a little bit to this day was there was a guy who i'll i'll leave unnamed who uh was being a little aggressive with a girl and our bouncers came up and uh politely shoot him away from said girl and then he started swinging all the bouncers and the bouncers kind of didn't rough him up or like just try to push him off. He stumbled into the DJ booth, took a swing at our DJ, hit yes, him. Yes. Our DJ reached over, punched him. The guy fell over and just came up like he was insane. One of the bouncers grabbed him, took him, threw him out the back patio. And on the landing, he, he broke his leg, ended up suing us, got a significant amount of money and opened up his own bar restaurant with it. So that, that, that one still stings a little bit. <clears throat> Oh, no. <laughs> oh, well, first of all, what I, when you were describing this, I thought you were describing a Zag Hooper. And I was like, wait a minute, Zag <laughs> Hooper would not be hands. There's not I mean, hands on a woman. Gonzaga Hoopers, you know, there's some of them that have come through the last 15 years, maybe not the brightest, but no one's that stupid to be swinging at people in downtown Spokane. No, 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 no. Um, what can you hint at what this? Okay, answer this question. Does that bar that was opened with the marquee blood money still in existence? Yes. 
Oh, is, he, <laughs> is, is the guy that opened it still one of the owners? Yes. Okay. Oh, good. See, that's, see, this is what I'm talking about, Matt. People don't realize that <laughs> with all this, you know, Spokane's a little bit of a boom town in terms of culture the last decade. But underneath all that, there's some stories like this, some juicy stuff. So when I, when I meant enemies, that's exactly who I was talking about. Like, you're not a big fan of that guy. At this point, I'm just fine with him. If I saw him, I would say hi and uh, smile and go about my way. All right. All right. All right. Just fine. Um, some of your best memories of the marquee. Honestly, just the people I got to meet and the uh, friends I made from it. Like without marquee, I probably wouldn't have got to know Rob very well. Without the marquee, I probably wouldn't have got to know Matt Bolden very well. Uh, without marquee, I wouldn't have met a lot of the people I've done business with and partnered with. Um, probably not the answer you're looking for, but mm-hmm. honestly, it's the people I met and the relationship I made is the best part about the marquee. From an outsider's perspective, and again, I was like an idiot 22-year-old, but to me, it looked like the marquee was super successful. Um, what happened maybe, I mean, you're in a position now where you can maybe tell it as a cautionary tale uh, with your successes now, but what happens to the marquee that things went south? I don't know how businessy you want to get, but I'll dive in a little bit. The short version is when we opened the marquee in 2008, we didn't have a lot of money. And the landlord fronted us 150 grand to help build out the marquee. Okay. And uh, that 150 grand was paid out in our lease. So we had an, uh, an inflated lease rate to pay back the 150 that he gave us. Our lease came up in 2013. And when we went to renew the lease, um, we assumed that that inflated rent would go away because we didn't need the loan anymore and we paid it off. And the landlord wanted to keep the rent exactly the same. So. Uh. And now it's empty still. It's been empty since 2013. That's, That's what I'm saying. It's like a ghost town. Part. And there's there's like pop-up bars that go in there. Like they'll have a random like New Year's Eve party in there. Yeah. That's weird. Uh, but it's- a tech company did just buy the building and they're being very hush-hush what they're doing. Uh, and I can't remember the name of the tech company, but I know some tenants in there and they're, they're very excited about what could go in there. Interesting. Yeah, because there's been so much success around that black hole that was the marquee well it, it was nice it was nice in that area because you had jimmy's uno and the marquee all within a block <laughs> away so you could jump from bar to bar to bar like you said like you wanted it like downtown should be is like you could go from bar you could bar hop that's the yeah, best part scene. about it it was a scene it was cool right so did your experience there, Matt, back in 2013, when you lost that, I mean, you had found success and then you had a name, like your name was attached to um, the marquee, but then it looked like you geared towards, as we were talking about more, the mid twenties, late twenties, early thirties crowd. Did your experience with the marquee kind of an, inform that decision or, or were you just growing up a little bit and you let, wanted to build out a bar that you would go to? Definitely the latter. Um, when I opened my first bar, I opened a bar that I'd want to go to. Right. And I've kind of, as I've gotten older, that's kind of followed me. Uh, and also getting older, the marquee, I was there till three, four in the morning, every Friday, Saturday night. Uh, we didn't, we didn't start getting busy till nine, 10 o'clock at night, which meant my day a lot of times would start at 6am, 7am to get going, go home at three, take a nap, come back at nine o'clock, work the night. And it just, it was a lot of fun, but it wasn't uh, conducive to a, productive, long-term lifestyle. It's not healthy for anybody to, 
Yeah. Fun. A lot of fun. Oh, boy. Man, <laughs> too many good times, Maddie. Yeah. Too many good times. It was a problem. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say we're shooting fish in the barrel. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, um, talking about, uh, restaurateur rivals, what bar restaurants have opened up around you that you kind of admire their style, admire what they've done. That was different to attract a different crowd and kind of, uh, you know, churn up some buzz. Yeah. I I already mentioned this once, but wooden city, man, they, they knock it out of the park. They, they have a, Class A operation. The food's fantastic. Service fantastic. I look up to those guys quite a bit. Um, my buddy Brian Harkey has a speakeasy called Cease and Desist. If you haven't been there, it's a really cool little hidden spot downtown. Uh, you open this door and there's a big bookshelf. It's not really clear what you're supposed to do unless you're in the know. So you have to push the bookshelf open to get in there. And it's a really cool, small, swanky spot. See, uh, that's that's where I'm at in terms of my bar going experience. I want to know. Yeah. I, I need to go through a secret bookshelf to get to yeah, my and that's it. My Cease and desist. Check it out. It's really cool. It's on Riverside, right? Or what? No. Yeah. It's on, yeah. It's on Riverside. Progression of young adults, I guess, then when going out in Spokane now would be uh, Bromuda Triangle, right? No. Yeah. Into what? Where do you go then? Like the elk? Because I'm, you have to be like 25, 26, I think, to enjoy something like Volstead. I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a little swanky. It's $12 cocktails. Um, you're, not, you're not getting $2 Coors Lights and $3 whiskey shots there. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite bar in the Bermuda Triangle? Uh, it has to be Fast Eddie's, man. I, I started, Dude, bartending, I love there. Fast Eddie's. I started I got- bartending there in 2000. Uh, I owned it with Jeremy Tangan for, you know, uh, gosh, I guess 10 years. Eight years, so I owned it for a while. Then, uh, yeah, it was just that's a classic Spokane bar. Yeah, it's legendary. It's like yeah. I think it's up there with Jack and Dan's for Spokane. Sure, you, you would have to say that. And then, yeah. when I started bartending there in the early two thousands, man, it was Winston Brooks, Alex Hernandez, and Anthony Reason were in there seven nights a week. That's uh, right. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds- checks out. Not really. That checks out just fine. <laughs> and, it was, and it's funny because Winston Brooks is a police officer now, and he was always policing the Gonzaga players even back then, wrangling them up, keeping them in line. It's you funny. need, hey, but you need one guy to do that when you go out. Yeah, because like there's like three of us. You usually have three of us that are just wiling out, and there's one guy that's like, "Hey, let's let's all get make sure we all get back together," like, or. Yeah. Maybe not so much, but you get home safe some sure. way, somehow, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, Winston's perfect for that. If you, it is the bar scene, I think in Spokane, it must be hard because you're, you're really trying to target a demographic of sense of a young age group and you, but you also want to keep good music going. And it, I can't even fathom how to put all that together. Good music. You got good music. You got good drinks. You got great atmosphere. To me, having that all together, that just blows my mind because I just can't fathom all that and, and stressing all that out. I don't know. That's, I can't. And that's something, Rob, I hope Spokane doesn't lose because you really there's something for everybody like press, for example, on the South Hill. Um, 
if 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 you're looking for something a little bit more divey than than press, you walk across the street to the PI. You walk across the street to the park inn. You know what I mean? And that and you you go up north. There's a ton of dive bars. Volstead Act is is certainly a a higher quality bar. Um, I will say this before I lose my train of thought on Fast Eddie's. I think that Fast Eddie's is a better bar than Jack and Dan's. Now I wouldn't have said that 10, 15 years ago, but, but now I like Fast Eddie's more. I will say this, Matt, I've got a, a huge grievance to file and maybe you can give me some, some background information on my birthday. I once hit the $100 okay. on the wheel. You give me, I was you, you were long gone by the time I spun it. I got <laughs> the $100 chips but it's like buy one, get one. So for every, so I have to spend $20 to get $10 off. So I have to spend, I have to run up a $200 bar tab to get the hundred dollars. Was that the case when you were there? Yes. Uh, when, I, <laughs> when I started bartending there, no, it wasn't. It was just free money. And then actually the Washington state liquor control board came in and said, you're not allowed to give out free drinks. And they, uh, they squashed our original business model and if it was just a one tier, once there would get away with it. But the, the wheel is iconic. I mean, uh-huh. people, you know, people put it on social media. You can go on Craigslist and you can buy fast Eddie's chips. Actually, people try to sell them. Uh, so we, we couldn't get away with doing the free drinks thing anymore. Liquor board said we had to change the model. Speaking of the liquor board, uh, Mark, he was infamous. I think you could say, and we're well past the statute of limitations, but um, you sure. didn't, you could be, you could be, for example, Dimitri Goodson. Uh, was v- very clearly an 18-year-old, very clearly high-profile freshman at Gonzaga University, but he would have no problem walking into the doors at the marquee. Do you think you, bars could get away with that now? Not a chance. No, no, especially somebody that is very visible. And where I'm going with that is social media. The, yeah. liquor, board, the liquor board's all over social media. If they see something, if they saw a 19-year-old Rob Sacre in a bar, they would, they'd be all over it. Well, yeah, and even, I mean, with all due respect to Rob and Meech, very good basketball players, we're talking about now, like, one-and-done freshmen. Like, Jalen Suggs is very – everyone in the country knows that he's 18, 19 years old. You can't have him walking into your bar. Did you ever have to kick out sub-21-year-old Zag players? Yeah. Because because you were worried about that? Not not because they were behaving poorly, but because you were worried, like, these guys are being a little too – look at me, I'm under 21. Uh, no, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. You mentioned Matt, you mentioned Rob all time favorite, uh, Zag patron at the marquee. Rob gets the gold medal. Uh, uh, silver medal would be Matt Bolden and the bronze medal just cause he was so goofy and he was dancing would be Kelly Olenek on the dance floor. Uh, just getting after it. Um, uh, Matt Goodwin of the Goodwin Group. Thank you so much for your time, buddy. Now Thanks, I mentioned Maddie. I mentioned just a, a few of your of your uh, places. Matt, is there any place that you think people need to know about, even if they live in Spokane and they go out? Like, what do you think is a hidden gem of your of your places? Well, I'm not going to give you a hidden gem. I'm going to give you the the biggest and boldest project we have right now, and that's Brick West Brewing on the west side of town. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been it's been Really great to kind of help change that side of the, of the west side of downtown, help revitalize that area. We have, I would argue, the coolest patio in downtown Spokane. 
Um, we do farmers markets on Mondays. We do live music on Fridays. We that's do you guys. That's you on Saturday. Yeah, that's me. I love that spot right there by yeah. KHQ. Yeah. yeah, correct. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Good for you. Because that's definitely blossomed in the post-COVID world, right? Yeah. All yeah. right. Good so what, what do you got? Do you have anything big coming up with Brick West? Uh, this, uh, I know you said farmer's market, but there, are there any big events that you want? Yeah, we have uh, uh, the West End Brew Fest, April 9th. We partner up with five breweries in the area. Um, River City, Iron Goat, Whistle Punk, and uh, One Tree Cider. So there's five of us. And we uh, we do a big event with live music and DJs and discounted beer. And it's, it's, a, it's a pretty fun thing. That whole side of town becomes alive. It's a good time. And that's April 9th. Yeah, April 9th. Right on. And one last thing, Matt, you're well-established. You know what you're talking about when it comes to the restaurant biz, uh, especially in Spokane. What advice would you give to uh, a younger group of people who are looking to to get started in Spokane? In the restaurant industry? In the restaurant industry. Um, I think a lot of people get into the restaurant business and they think they have a network of friends and can make some social media posts and the business is just going to flood in. And that's not the case. I think you can get a lot of people to come check your, check your business out the first week or two during your grand opening. And then building that repeat clientele is very, very challenging. And uh, it's, not, it's not as easy as making social media posts and having some clever videos online. It, it, it's a grind to build up a long-term successful business. So even like something like a dive bar, you think marketing is the most important aspect of, of getting something off the ground? I think so. And whether, I mean, and marketing could be grassroots marketing, yeah. right? I think, yeah. I think you need to change people's habits in order to get them in the habit of going into your door and, and buying your product and changing people's habits is a hard thing to do. Right. Right. Oof. Yeah. Well, Matt good Jack, we're opening up a, we're opening up a bar. Jack, you and only, I. Only if Matt Goodwin signs off on it. That's Perfect. the only way. He's got a proven Godfather. track record. Go the check Godfather. out his spots. Uh, the website is goodwingroupco.com if you want to learn a little bit more about yep. Matt Goodwin and see pictures of his cute dogs. Thank you so much, Matt. Appreciate you, you, Matt. From the corner! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.